Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 61 of the GVG cast. I'm your host for today, Ash Paulson, and I'm joined by a full house today. We've got my fellow GVG co-founder, Derek Bittner, and all my good friends, Derek and Brandon Miracle and Daniel Alba. How's it going, everybody? Hey. Hello. Good. This is uh, the first time in a while I think we've had a full house, right? A whole four people? I mean, easy. We, we doubled from last week because uh, you know, yeah. it was just me and Daniel last week. Right. I was supposed to be here last week, but I <laughs> made I had the cardinal sin of forgetting that we had plans for my wife's birthday. Oh, um, you chose is, your yeah, wife over mistake. us. I am a you. How could you? You chose violence, my friend, if you forgot that. <laughs> I, oh, it, man. You know, it's I'm getting older. OK, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Mm. I think we all know how that feels. Maybe except okay. for you, Daniel. Not not you, Daniel. You're still young and strapping. I'm older than Brandon, so I thought you were the baby of the team. You're Brandon's Brandon? the youngest. Brandon's the baby, yeah. I didn't know that. Isn't John? No, John's the, no, John's I, the baby. I think John is the baby. Oh, I thought he was older than both of you guys. Well, here no. I got all my I got oh, my ages all mixed up. Yeah, I'm you know a lot years just, older than John. Let's just say I'm the youngest of the group, since since I don't seem to know. We'll just go with. <laughs> there you me, go. You, know. you might be the oldest yeah. since you're going. You know, you have no memory, so. Oh yeah. <laughs> Exactly right. Speaking of uh, speaking of birthdays, actually, happy birthday to my mom. Her birthday was yesterday, oh. and uh, she I know she's, she's not watching. She's, she watches sometimes. I don't think she's watching today. But happy birthday, mom! I love you so much. Uh, and also, uh, happy birthday to two of our patrons: uh, C. Turlack, who uh, who celebrated their birthday on June seventh, and Grantles, whose birthday is coming up on the nineteenth, coming Very up cool. this Monday. So, uh, happy birthday to both of you! And uh, yeah, for uh, just for now though. How you guys doing? What you been playing? I know one thing y'all been playing that I wish I could talk about too, which is the FF16 demo. Yeah, should we? Should we do? I, I feel like that has a, a, its own can of worms. Should we get? Should we do our shout out first before we get sure, into that? Sure, sure. Uh, that that yeah. might be a little but, while. Good point. Good point. But, but before quick, we do that, okay. I think Brandon knows too. Down. Yeah. What's, What's up? The patron Brandon. chat on stream needs to be scrolled down. Oh, you're oh. correct. Oh, actually, oh, uh, actually, I have the wrong thing up we completely. Have, are we are we are we reacting to something? No, today? we're not. Or? Why did nobody tell me about this? I didn't even see it. I, I didn't see it till now. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm more upset at patron chat. They weren't saying anything. Oh, oh my gosh, <laughs> I am sorry. I am uh, preparing for my one uh, so little vacation a year. I get to just take yeah. time off. I'm in I'm in vacation mode, but unfortunately Steve's sick. <laughs> okay. Otherwise, I he'd be here and I'd be gone. You know what? This is a feature, not a bug. All the people who who listen to this uh, show audio only, the podcast version, they weren't they weren't here to see this. They weren't see, here to see us doing it live and making the occasional uh, mistake here. So you guys got a bonus. <sighs> I spent all that time getting it set up, and I chose the wrong freaking thing. I can't believe it. Gotta love it. Oh, that's oh, all no. good, man. It and like you said, you're uh, you're you're looking forward to a vacation very soon. You're taking one of your annual vacations with friends, or I guess your annual vacation with friends, pretty soon, right? Yeah, um, we we uh, we we just have this thing. We we get together um, once a year, and we've done it. It's almost done twenty years now because we started when we graduated high school. That's awesome. I love that you that you guys continue to have that. I would give anything to be able to go on like a camping trip or like a trip where we run out of house with my friends, but there's just not those kinds of, they just don't want to do that stuff. They just don't, they don't really want to plan stuff like that. Unfortunately. Yeah. I think it'd be a blast. I'd like all of us to do it. Let's, let's all run out of <laughs> GVG house for a weekend oh, and just have a, have a weekend of streams and just going crazy. That'd be fun. That'd be nice. That. That'd be so nice. Yeah. 
But yeah. uh, before we get too much further, as always, we do have to shout out our amazing sponsor for, for this week's episode, The Game Orb. And The Game Orb is a YouTube channel that brings commentary and gameplay footage from the Nintendo Switch and Xbox Series X gaming systems. While games like Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu can be seen on the channel along with others, The Game Orb will also now be adding Splatoon 3, Super Mario Sunshine, and Fall Guys to the gaming collection. So be sure to subscribe to The Game Orb at the link in the description. And as always, I have pinned the link to our YouTube chat. Please go show them some love if you haven't already. They have been sponsoring us and sponsoring both Today's News Tonight and now GBG Cast from the very, very beginning. So thank you so much, Game Orb. Seriously. Yep. Thank you. All <laughs> right. Let's get into it. Derek, I know you are burning to talk about the Final Fantasy 16 demo. Oh, boy. I unfortunately have not played it yet. I've been unfortunately going through some uh, emotional... Was was that an intentional uh, pun? Because, dear God, you were... That was like on point that, you know what that was not that like was you not have no idea how well that pun works <laughs> well sure yeah you know what i i was not intentional but uh let's just say it was let's just i'll, I'll let's just say it was but no it definitely wasn't uh i unfortunately have not played it despite my best intentions i went to the launch party on sunday that was awesome i meant to play it this week but unfortunately i've been kind of going through a bad emotional situation with my family which has really been taking a lot of my time and uh emotional energy really so i just haven't had the free time or the wherewithal to play the demo yet. But I want to hear about how you all feel about it. I mean, I think Brandon, Daniel, and I can agree that um, maybe you should be in a better emotional place before playing this. <laughs> I had a feeling. Yeah. I know it's pretty dark. Yeah. Yeah. I had a feeling. This, I I think that, I, I don't think I've seen a demo sell people on a game this hard in a long time. Yeah. It is... Uh, like I, I, I have not even bothered playing the extra stuff that comes afterwards. You get to see later in the game where it's more gameplay. I'm so just on that. I'm like, no, I don't need to see later stuff. I just want to pick up where I left off because um, it is very story heavy. There's not a ton of combat in there. And it's still kind of basic at this early point, but dear God, it is just, it hits all the right points. Like if I, if I could compare it to anything just as, Zelda kind of feels like it could, could be compared to as the, the epitome of open world. This might be the epitome of linear. It just, really? Yeah. Even more than 13. Yeah. Oh, well, no, not linear in that way, but just oh. the strength of linear storytelling in games. Oh, not I, just, dude, I it's not a, hear that. it's not exactly a corridor in this, in this thing. I guess you can, if you look at the maps over well, but they hide it better than 13 ever did. Gotcha, gotcha. No, you know what? I am in complete agreement with you and have been for years. I hate that linearity sometimes comes off as an anti-buzzword. I love linear storytelling, and there is such strength to that kind of storytelling and structure in a game. So I'm right there with you. But Brandon, I know you're ready to say something. Go for it, my friend. Well, if you want plot, they're going to slap you with some plot. Like, I haven't played a game that has this many cutscenes. Really? Since, like Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> Even but they're like, all engrossing. That's the fun thing. Oh, this isn't a complaint. Like it's uh -huh. it's fantastic. Like they they really don't care. They they are spending the time necessary to get you adjusted to these characters to understand the world. Um and get you attached to them. Uh I really, really started um to like Clive by mm -hmm. the okay. just the end of the demo. I think he's a very strong protagonist, even though I only got two hours with him. Um, even some of the side characters who may or may not even be involved later on, I ended up really liking. Uh, yeah. Okay. These two guys showed up and I'm like, oh, 
please be named Biggs and Wedge. They're not, but they could have been Biggs and Wedge just from the they sent the sense you get from them. Those are the exact two people I had in mind, so I'm glad we're on the same wavelength. Yeah, I had a feeling. <laughs> yeah, right. I think uh, this has a really strong showing. I agree with Derek that I think the early combat is a little bit basic, but I also held off from doing the extra stuff because I just don't want to see any of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm ready to just let the game show itself to me exactly. when it's ready. <laughs> yeah, bear, bear it all to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sure. Well, speaking of bearing it all, we'll be talking about uh, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth a little bit later on in this show. But Daniel, how are you feeling, man, about the FF16 demo? Uh, I had no intention of buying Final Fantasy 16 <laughs> when I saw the uh, like the initial trailers leading up to like when the demo came out. So, And it sounds like uh, now you do have intention. Uh, I'm going to buy it day one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. So... Uh, the uh, overall story that you see so far, I mean, it's it's perfectly made to be a demo, like mm-hmm. where they start it and where they end it. It's like a perfect demo as far as like um, getting to know the world and characters. So you don't have to really involve yourself too much in gameplay to be sold on it, in my opinion, even though what you have there is it's a good enough taste. It's a good enough appetizer of gameplay to understand like what it's going to be about. You can unlock some skills within the demo to kind of see like, oh, it's going to be it's not as simple as when they do the tutorial. There's going to be a lot of different options to you in battle, which uh, is very it, fluid. And so. I, I was it I, when I saw those options, like, oh god, I have to try to remember these things and hope I integrate them. But it was immediate for this one. Like, I was just I got them right into my repertoire, and to see the little icons pop up, you did this, get stars, get this, stars, and that increases how much experience you get from it. Like, it's like, ooh, feedback. There's a lot of positive uh, feedback with the um, with all your actions and the way you can like dodge and then attack and then do combos with attacks and jump and combos. It, they all kind of flow into each other, so it's not really a problem of worrying about how to do said combos. And if you are worried about it, there's accessibility options to equip a charm so that you can actually yes. do one hit combos and, and make it so that you don't have to worry too much about that. There's like the whole story focused or gameplay focused paths. So if you're not too confident in action RPG style games you can definitely be um they can definitely adjust you to that but mm-hmm. but yeah the right. story itself i'm excited to see like where these characters go because because the cinematography the voice acting like my god like the voice acting towards the very end where it's very brutal like the voice acting for clive is phenomenal mm-hmm. and it's it's like wow i'm i <laughs> you're really invested even within just two hours because yeah you were mentioning there's characters that i really like there's characters that i already hate and i want to see die (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh yeah and there's also uh like just everybody's talked about it i don't think this is a spoiler because i saw it pop up everywhere before i played the demo but Mm -hmm. there's just like visual callbacks to things because there's a dragoon in the demo and he makes his appearance just like the artwork of Kane from Final Fantasy IV. Oh, that's neat. Like, I love that. Callbacks. There's there's a lot of that. Okay. I, I, I saw Icaro earlier in the uh, live audience uh, mention that they said Malboro wrong. It's called They call it a Morble, and that's actually straight out of 14. There's a lot right. of, like, it's, I think that's a mm. lesser Malboro. It's okay. it's not the full on one. Oh yeah, because I have sense. seen Morble as well. Like I think I played FF14 just long enough to see that too, Derek. Because I was mm-hmm. actually already aware of that as well. It, it threw me um, off when I played that, but you do eventually see Malboros, and it's like right, okay, okay, there we there we go. I'm so glad I to also, hear the Universal. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Brandon. 
I also saw some people saying that the Dragoon was voiced by the voice of Astinian from Final Fantasy XIV. Was he? And I, I haven't met that character yet, but Derek, it sounds like you do I, know who I, that is. God, I'd have to... It, it, before I played the demo, it had been a while since I played fourteen and heard the character of Astinian. Um, so I'm not 100% sure on that one. If it is, that's that's good. <laughs> Evan in the chat is saying that Astinian is a Dragoon. Yeah, Astinian is a Dragoon. Mm. That is true, but yeah, I don't yeah. know whether it's the same voice actor. That's the okay. That's the thing I don't know of. Well, I'm definitely glad to hear all your universal praise for Clive because I haven't been really sure about him, and, and it sounds like I'm in for something pretty great with him. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, really, the only part I've played of FF16 so far was the demo they had at the launch party, which sadly was just the Garuda. Well, it was a regular fight with Garuda and then the Akon battle. And so, but that that one fight, the regular fight, wasn't really enough to get a feel for the combat. And then the the Akon fight, visually unbelievable, but me mechanically a little bit simple. So I'm like, I don't I feel like I've gotten really a good feel for this game yet. Based on the icon fights that you get in this in the beginning, they might all be like that, where they're just mechanically simple. Yeah, but it's the, it's the spectacle and the music. My God, the music oh, during that music section! Is insane. The music is insane, and I, I was really. I mean, I know this is like the first M-rated mainline Final Fantasy, but man, oh, they earn some it. of those attacks are brutal. <laughs> you like, you yeah. have no idea. Brutal. They earn this. Seen nothing yet. Yeah. Oh my God. I have not, that, uh, I have not seen so many people get their throat cut in in a game. In a while, it's vicious. Do not well, play this in front of someone who's no. squeamish. And that's oh my a, God. and that's the crazy yeah. thing about this is that it is brutal like this, and uh, but it's still, and this not Amy's type of game, but she's still sucked into the plot. She had to step away for at a certain point and just kind of listen and get maybe kind of breakdown. She can't actively watch it, but the plot itself has her invested. She's just like, all right, tell me what's going on as I play through it. Oh, I love that. That's mm -hmm. uh, there's like, there was oh, go ahead, Brandon. I was going to say there's a gameplay feature for the story that I actually really like, uh, the active time lore. Yeah. If you yeah, ever I've hear, like, that. a word that you don't know, like, what it means in the context of the world, you just hit the touchpad, and there's a good chance there's going to be a definition on screen for you. It's really cool. Like, uh -huh. I, I watched the first set of cutscenes, and, you know, they kind of throw a lot at you at the very beginning. So it was nice to just open up the active time lore and kind of read up on a few things, get some extra context. Uh, it helped me get invested in the world faster. Nice. Yes, it, it, it's it's pretty snappy, too. Like, it, it, there's not like a ton about it, but it's just enough to see it all tie in and see how it all uh, ties together. Also, Magna Insomnia in the YouTube uh, chat is confirming that the Dragoon VA is the same as the That is. Oh, cool. That's awesome. That's, that's a that's cool. a that's a good that's a good bone to toss towards uh, 14 <laughs> fans because uh, he's a he's a popular character. All I know is I visibly recoiled when Clive stabs Garuda in the eye. That I was like, <laughs> um, at least in the demo I played, that which is what it directly preceded the Garuda battle, uh, the the icon. Is it icon or acon? I I think it's I, it's pretty sure it's like, icon. Yeah, I think icon. It's icon. icon. And then, yeah, then I was yeah. like, oh god, that just looked incredibly painful. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to playing the demo sometime this week. But I fully cop to just because with the kind of the family crisis I've been going through, I just haven't had the emotional energy. It, so I've kind of been defaulting to games like Tears of the Kingdom, which is a little bit less emotionally intense a lot of the time and Rocket League and stuff like that. So I am looking I, forward uh, to something. hearing your thoughts on this. Because <laughs> you have not bit, been uh, sold on this game and I th well, it's yeah. old Daniel. So 
Right. So, something that'll heal you when you're playing that game. Uh, Torgo's a very good boy. Oh my god, Torgo is adorable. You have no idea. <laughs> I got a little pixelated. I got a little pixelated Torgo pin from the FF16 launch. Party, uh, oh, that's cute. cool. I'm yeah. jealous. <laughs> I should. It's in the kitchen. I should. I should have gone to grab it. But uh, yeah, other of course for me, I haven't been playing uh, the 16 demo, but I have been playing Tears of the Kingdom chipping away at that very slowly still Same. haven't done any regional phenomenon but i have done like 55 shrines and lit up you, 16 wow. light roots you've, so you've done more you've done more shrines yeah. i've done more light roots i've okay. done one uh of one of the main areas yeah okay there's just phenomenon. so much i could talk you know we don't have time but there's just so much i could say just the joy of discovery i did one of the uh the labyrinths you know like one of the three maze labyrinths the lome uh, labyrinth. I haven't and... found one of those yet. That's the crazy thing is how different. Oh my god! Been. All I can say is it is not what you would be expecting based on what they were like in Breath of the Wild, and mm-hmm. that is all I'll say. The the Lome labyrinth related quests are something else. That's all I'll say. <laughs> something else. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll get yeah. to we'll get to that. Uh, I, right. I will I will say I didn't get a chance to play it. I'm actually going to try to play it while I'm on my vacation because I'm very interested in it. I've been hearing good things. I want to try the Lies of P demo because I hear it is. Yes. It, a lot of people are like, "This feels like Bloodborne 2. Like, it I has want to try that personality. Yeah. But there's all it, like it feels like what people have been saying. I'm like, mm, you mm-hmm. know what? I want to try this. I want to try that. And this weekend, my wife and I will at some point be trying the Ghost Trick demo, and I'm so excited. Oh, and they play that with her. So excited. Um, but we do have some stuff to talk about today. And uh, Derek, I know you're in a bit of a time crunch, so let's go ahead and power through some of these super chats. And then uh, move on to the news, or some of the news from the week anyway. So first off, first off, Disney Duncan with $5. Thank you so much. Saw The Flash last night, and it was pretty good, but I don't want Ezra Miller as The Flash anymore. I don't, don't think anybody you. wants Ezra Miller as The Flash anymore. So uh, glad you enjoyed the movie, though. I, just, I, I want to see it just for Michael Keaton's Batman. Like, oh, man, that's so cool. I heard a pretty... <laughs> A pretty decent joke I, I about uh, Ezra Miller. That's actually completely fine. I'm pretty sure if I'm if I'm out of line, I tell me. But I'm I, I'm pretty sure it's fine because I uh, basically executives heard they them and they they got confused and that's why there's two Ezra Mills, Millers in the game in the movie. Oh okay. I, I well, have, you didn't get the joke wow. at all. It's just like oh okay that's for real. Yeah. No that's that's the, <laughs> oh my god Ash. right no sorry I was. I was distracted by something over on my end. That's that's not that's not you. Sorry about that. Um, I I don't have too much interest in seeing it myself, other no. than the Michael Keaton aspect. But uh, yeah, no, sorry, I was I was uh, distracted by a DM over here. But uh, yes, uh, moving on. Uh, Disney Duncan with another five dollars. Thank you so much. Kind of disappointed that several MCU movies got delayed, but at least Deadpool three is coming sooner. Yes, very much looking forward to Deadpool three. Uh, there aren't that many, I guess, what, the next one is The Marvels, which is, like, November, I think? I, I know there's Secret Invasion for streaming. Yeah. But I think yeah, that's I think the next right. movie, and I'm definitely looking mm-hmm. forward to The Marvels. I love that previous trailer that they, uh, you know, that they announced. But right now, it's, uh, I still haven't seen Across the Spider-Verse, mainly because of all this stuff going on this week, but hopefully this weekend. I'm so excited about it. Please. Uh, yeah. Oh, don't worry. It's happening. There's, it's not a lack of interest or anything like that. It's just a matter of life getting in the way repeatedly but i am gonna see it that that said i'm okay with the delays because i writers guild like they've been getting screwed for years they need oh, they, they need this to happen full support that that oh. whole thing like this it's no especially that the whole practice of like canceling not releasing finished movies just to get a tax write-off that's some crap yeah. oh no 
Absolutely, wow. I stand. I think we all stand in complete solidarity with the with the writer strike. And I was driving through Burbank a few days ago and saw them all picketing out in front of Warner Brothers Studio, and and I honked and of course just you know showing my support. And I hope they get what they deserve because and, and in a good way. That sounds. That sounds bad. <laughs> I, I hope they get what's coming get, to them. Lousy, the lousy the un- unionists yeah. need to be taken down a peg. <laughs> I hope they get the perks and the benefits and the, and the higher pay they deserve. Dang That's Ash, what I mean. Brutal. That's what I mean. You know it. Uh, next up, Jaden Buck with $5. Thank you so much, Jaden. Crazy question Fridays, crazy question number 86. Now that Jeff Keeley has taken over E3 season, what do you think he'll take over next? Nike. The sneaker industry. Mm. That was a <laughs> sneaker industry, yeah. Sneaker company, definitely. I can't imagine uh, in any any other possibility, really. Probably do, like, I guess him doing, like, concerts, uh, video game-related concerts, because he gets, he gets groups of people together already for, like, the uh, the game awards and such. So maybe you can organize something where there's a specific theme or something like that. Who knows? He buys into yeah. the Muppets. Oh, boy. <laughs> there you yeah. go. The, Muppets, exactly. the next Muppets musical sponsored by Jeff Keighley. <laughs> yeah. See, see, my thought was uh, he, he, his, his whole dream is to become the producer to uh, – uh, I'm blanking on his name. Metal oh, Gear Solid. Oh, oh, Kojima. 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 <laughs> he wants to be Kojima's producer and just be in whatever – whenever Kojima finally makes a movie, he wants to be the movie producer. I feel like he would jump in front of a car for Kojima. Oh, he would. One hundred percent. Next on uh, next up, Jacob Tucker with five dollars. Thank you very much. Thoughts on the rumors about a Nintendo Direct coming next week? I'm wait and see about it personally. That's me too. It I'm is, wait and see. I can see it happening. It is June. I can see it happening. It is June. So every week is there's going to be a Nintendo Direct next week. That's, I know. It's, it's that season <laughs> right now. So I think it's possible, but I'm not banking on it. I think, but we, it maybe, maybe. I hope so. I'll be away, so enjoy. Oh, man. Yeah, you'd miss one if it was next week. Yeah, I would. Uh, Yeah. Well, hopefully you'll at least be watching it at your leisure. I mean, yeah, I would would do that. I'd I'd be able to, like, tweet it out or something or maybe maybe be off the laptop because I have my laptop with me, but I don't know if I plan on bringing anything beyond that. See, that's that's going to be the the direct where Konami's new 2D Castlevania project. Oh, I'd be pissed (laughs) if that was shown. I'd be pissed. What I need to do is skip a direct because that's when they'll reveal Mega Man Legends three. That's what that's how it works. That's you know I was actually kind of like wondering. I mean, obviously not really, but because I wasn't able to be here for the Xbox uh, showcase, I was like, I swear to God, if they announce Banjo this year, <laughs> I'm gonna be so pissed. And of course, <laughs> they didn't. And uh, well, pissed as in you know because I wasn't there to react to it, but also happy that it'd be coming. But uh, thankfully, I did not miss that reveal. But I was like, oh, I, I held my breath every time I saw a new, you know, world premiere because I was watching it on my phone in the airport. And I'm like, if this is Banjo, if I hear a gill, I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to be pissed. Uh, all right. One more. We'll do two more for now to move on to some news. Uh, Oscar Navarro with $5. Thank you. Do you guys think we'll get pro models for the PS5 and Xbox Series X and S? Debating on whether no. I should bite the bullet now. Or hold off. Uh, in fact, I believe uh, Phil Spencer just came out and said they're not interested in doing a mid-gen upgrade for the Series X and S. Uh, what would they do said, at this point? Exactly. TV? I could maybe see a PS5 Pro down the line in a couple of years, maybe. Regardless, but, there'll be some revision for the PlayStation. That's just common. There'll be a revision, but hopefully yeah. it gets more storage base because I, I feel oh, like so yeah. quick. Yeah. Uh, personally, I would recommend if you if you want one or the other, I would say go ahead and pull the trigger now. Even if there is a mid-gen upgrade, it's not going to be coming for a while. So I would say go for it. And there's so 
many great games to play on both systems, you know, between exclusives and uh, Game Pass. So really, there's a, it's a good time to jump in if you're even thinking about it, I think, personally. Uh, all right, one more, one more for now from our good friend Bongo Lover with five Canadian dollars <laughs> and fifty Canadian cents. Thank you, guys. Can you believe it? Like a Danimal is getting a sequel. It's called Like a Danimal Bongo's Wealth. <laughs> Bongo won't be butt naked in food aisles. Well, then what's the point? If he's not <laughs> naked oh, like uh, Ichiban, what's even the point? Why would you even well, play I'm, it? It's what I'd show up for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, Ichiban bearing it all. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about some news. And, and for now, I think the main thing is reflecting on the Xbox Showcase, the Ubisoft Forward, and the Capcom Showcase. And, of course, one of the highlights, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. It's not called Like a Dragon 8 here. And, wow, talk about the most bombastic, eye-popping way to announce uh, Like a Dragon 8, bombastic. right? Bombastic. I mean, who expected oh, that? Who expected Ichiban waking up at the mm. U.S. and butt naked? <laughs> like, What? Somebody I, was dreaming of this day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, was, oh, it, yeah. it had to happen. Like, I'm trying to think if I, because I've not played Like a Dragon, but I know he's a Dragon Quest fan. So I was like racking my brain. It's like, oh, is yeah. there a Dragon Quest moment like this? But not really. <laughs> right. He got right. Isekai to America, and I want to know why. <laughs> me, me too. And I, man, I loved Like a Dragon, and I, I'm very much looking forward to seeing the continuation of his story. Ichiban continues to be like maybe the the number number one character I wish was real so I could just have a beer with him because he's just <laughs> such a good he's such a good boy man he's just a good guy and I wanted to just have a beer with him and just talk with him because he's just such a such a bro in a good way in a good way hmm. but uh yeah looking forward to that I know Steve is as well he and I both love RGG studio I have still not played a single one <laughs> I, I know <laughs> Um, what, what are some, uh, so of course that was one of the highlights for me, but what, what were some highlights for you of the last, you know, week of showcases? Uh, I mean, the two that come to my mind immediately were the, the rebirth trailer, which yeah. Oh, and, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but that oh, yeah. was of course not the Xbox showcase. Um, right. but from the Xbox showcase and whatnot, uh, Prince of Persia, my God. That looks fantastic. Yeah, that looks so good. And I know there's been a backlash, backlash because it's 2D. I'll never understand those people. And we'll be talking about that a little bit later in one of our patron topics. But I think The Lost Prince looks excellent. And I'm not even someone who cares about Prince of Persia normally. Mm-hmm. Just don't really care about the series. I've always appreciated it from a distance. But, like, I want to play this day one. It looks really good. Yeah. Smooth and just fun. Yeah, 60 definitely. FPS on Switch too, which is awesome. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. impressive. Yeah. Uh, speaking. Oh, good. Uh, oh, I was just go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, just speaking of another series I don't usually care about and certainly don't usually play games from Star Wars, but Star Wars Outlaws looks <laughs> so pretty good. Solid. And I'm like, and from this Ubisoft. is a Star Wars game I want to play from Ubisoft of all of all publishers. So, uh, yeah, I think Star Wars Outlaws looks great. They got my attention on that one. I'm going to be cautiously optimistic mm-hmm. <laughs> from now on, but uh, I am interested. I'd like to play it. Yeah. Derek, I interrupted you by accident earlier. Oh, I was, just, I was just looking over the list about other things that were uh, announced on Xbox, and, I mean, pretty much everything from Atlas sure. I'm down for. Uh, obviously, as Daniel pointed out in his video that dropped today, uh, there's some issues with Persona 3 Reload, but... On the base level of just how they've updated it, yeah, I think I, I like the changes they've made so far. And it sucks we don't have Katone in there. That's the big uh, miss there. But it, it still looks does, fun. 
it still looks way better than the original. Yeah, it looks even just way better than Persona 5. Like, those models are amazingly detailed. You can zoom in really close, and they've really done a complete overhaul of all the visuals, of all the graphics. And there's been more interviews coming out for that and and information drops and such. Some some bits that have been leaking, of course, because, oh, no, that's just going to be the problem with this game all the way up until launch. Mm -hmm. Right. But, yeah, like, they're redoing a lot of things about Tartarus, about your social links. There's new events. There's a lot that we haven't seen yet. We haven't even seen a, a, a lot of the characters yet. So there's a lot to look forward right. to. I can't um, wait to hear the for things that, For things that weren't leaked, um, Project – or, no, uh, Atlas's re-fantasy that became uh, yeah. Metaphor, re-fantasio, that looks amazing. Mm, like it does. It, it, it's not even like in the in the same line as Persona, but it was basically Persona Six by what everything looks like, how how it looks like so far, and like a, a completely weird, different fantasy setting that's unlike what we see usually in the uh, high school setting for usual, for the, like their usual fair. Sh- Shin Megami Tensei aesthetics with, uh, well, I guess setting, I guess I guess or feeling oh. with a the aesthetics of, of Persona, modern Persona. They- yeah, first impression is that they're just pretty much blended together right now into to create what we have here for this trailer. And like we're getting composers like Shogi Meguro is coming back for doing this instead because he's pretty much freelance now instead of actually working with Persona directly. Uh, a lot of big names that work with Persona 3, 4, and 5 are coming through this. So I have a lot of expectations and I'm excited to see what becomes of that. But yeah, pretty much that's what got me most excited from the Xbox showcase. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I. Uh, you, you mentioned earlier, Derek, the FF7 Rebirth trailer, and of course I wasn't here on the GVG cast last week to talk about it, but I, all I'll say about that is I might or might not have already watched that trailer like 20 times already. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so excited about that. That trailer is amazing. And I didn't get to talk about Sonic Superstars either, which I'm also really excited for, but that's okay. Um, I know, Derek, one of the highlights for both of us, something we've been pining for for years now, is Ace Attorney Trilogy 2. We're finally getting 4, 5, and 6 oh, yeah. on consoles, yeah. and I couldn't be happier. About damn time. Finally. Oh, how long yeah. we waited. <laughs> I, uh, I I showed that to my wife right after the showcase. I was like, okay, close your eyes. You're going to have you're gonna be really happy. And we watched it, and she's like, finally, we can play these <laughs> games on, on TV together. And, yeah, I could not be happier. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. I, I I always hear they're not quite as good as the original trilogy, but I still I still think they're worth experiencing. Like I I've played uh, Apollo Justice. It's good. The ending is rough, but what the new characters are fanta- are pretty fantastic in that. Right, right, and I I know that uh, one of the the bright points, at least from what I've heard of five and six, are Athena, and I'm looking forward to kind of you know getting to know her more as a character. Uh, but yeah, like you, I have played uh, Apollo Justice. Thought it was good but not great uh and i do kind of know how the story of five goes because i did the art book the udon art book mm. for uh for five but either way i'm looking forward to playing these and you know my wife and i love playing ace training together anyway so it's going to be uh such a cool experience and man thank god they announced that because the low light of the of pretty much this Capcom whole... didn't have much did they <laughs> well they they not didn't have lot. much but, but guess what they kind of kind of announced a Mega Man game but then it was like the uh it, it was like the Mega Man announcement of uh, Spider-Man Tobey Maguire's, like, dirt in your eye line. Because they're like, okay, Mega Man X dive offline. Eh, fine. You know, maybe it's kind of cool to play a, a content-complete version of this game on consoles. Well, guess what? No consoles. They're only releasing it for the same platforms the live service version of the game was on. And I'm just like, Capcom, 
why do you why are you like this why do you do this to me and and to Mega Man fans it just ah, it's just <laughs> oh I feel like I'm going crazy here but uh the one thing I, I will say that gives me a little hope, just a smidge of hope, is that uh, Ace Attorney Trilogy 2 was part of that Capcom Giga League that also included Rockman Tyson and Rockman 12. So if that's coming, maybe the other two are coming. I don't know. <laughs> but that was definitely the pr pretty, pretty rough for me to have that happen. But, uh, you know, another day of being a Mega Man fan. What else can I expect, right? Pretty much. So. Yeah, but uh, anything else you guys, any other highlights you guys want to mention or go over before we move on? Not especially. Not they were just they were fine, but like a few highlights, but nothing really stand out. Like there's a few things I'm curious about from Xbox, like Clockwork Revolution. That has some potential. But, that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. But I'm not like gung-ho about super anything. Uh, if I was in the yeah. Sea of Thieves, I'd be super into the Monkey Island stuff because I played Secret of Monkey Island and that was pretty great. Oh, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, was another year of me being excited for Pragmata and seeing it delayed in a, in, in a really funny way. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, um, about the cutest delay maybe ever of all time. How could you be like <laughs> that? Just a little sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was such a great way to announce that delay, but it's also nice to see some sign of life but man the way they worded it sure did make it sound like pragmata is in development hell they couldn't even commit to a to a release year yeah and so fingers crossed it turns out well but it sounds like it's in kind of a rough state right now yeah that's unfortunate but yeah. i'll be no need to to rush that one out we've got plenty on our plate already so oh, for sure uh, and Vedron in our live audience chat, yes, actually, Ace Attorney 7 was also in that same Capcom Giga League. So hopefully, fingers yeah. crossed, that means that's coming as well eventually. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I think that's it for us reflecting on the various showcases. I think we're all pretty uh, relieved that there are no more reaction streams, at least until maybe next Ooh. week with the Nintendo Direct, possibly. But uh, yeah, I think we all could use a bit of a breather because we did, like, what? No less than, between all of us, like seven reaction streams over... Yeah. I think so. Like I think yeah. I was there for it's all of them because <laughs> I think Jeez. I ran all of them. Right, right. You. Well, actually, actually no, I missed two. One, okay. I was technically the... here because of Amy with Wholesome Direct, but I did miss the uh, Future Games Direct, which apparently was garbage. It, it wasn't, wasn't much. It no. was just fine. I think we I was just... here for four of our seven reaction streams, despite having to, had to travel that weekend. And the Future Game Show was one of them, and it was just, it was kind of mid. Mm -hmm. We we did kick off with, yeah. Brandon was there to kick off with Monster Hunter. <laughs> right, yeah, there's that Monster Hunter, yeah. But that is yeah. definitely true. I did. I just didn't well, make it for I, that and for Ubisoft. I was here for a lot of them otherwise, but mm -hmm. yeah, running some of them too. I I did and, see uh, uh, somebody ask about our thoughts on Starfield. Looks better than I expected. It is too big for me. I can't do it. Too they big showed... for me, Derek. Twenty twenty three. Yeah, I I can't it's, I can't do it. I can't fit. I yeah. can't fit it in to my schedule. <laughs> oh dear. There was they sh and they showed a lot of that game. Like there was a lot of information that they showed from customizability to the worlds to the characters to combat. And uh, for those who are super into it, like that's that's awesome because there's there's just you're gonna have a lot of game to play. But mm -hmm. it's probably not something that I'll myself be delving into very much, if at all. Yeah, honestly. Depending on how I feel about the demo, my September game might end up being Lies of P. Like, I'll oh, yeah? choose that over Mortal Kombat because 
I got Street Fighter. I don't need to worry too much about getting another fighting game. I can give that a bit more time. I think my September game is yeah. going to be Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'll be still be playing working that, on of course. It, yeah. Um, we'll see where but, I'm at, uh, yeah. Because yeah, I might be still exactly. playing Final Fantasy 16 and all and Street Fighter and whatnot, so who knows? Right. Uh, also, Lizard81288 in YouTube chat. Yes, Capcom uh, did say, or Shu Takami said, Ghost Trick a sequel could be possible if it sells well enough. If the, if the Buy this game. Well so it, it is so good. Yes, buy the game. Uh, all right. Well, speaking of another game I think we'll all be buying, uh, and one I just said I didn't get to talk about much, Sonic Superstars. Uh, Sonic fan community superstar himself, Christian Whitehead, has said that Sonic Mania's physics were fully translated to modern 3D for superstars. And I'm going to post a link to a tweet in our live audience chat and our patron chat for, so you can all see what he, what he means. Because this was in reply to the tweet I just linked uh, that shows side-by-side, one-to-one, how similar the physics are in, uh, yeah. I guess in this case, Sonic 3 versus Sonic Superstars. But it is one-to-one, pretty much, I guess. And it looks awesome. I've been seeing for his a lot part, of these... Steve said he loved it. He got to play it. I've been seeing a lot of these videos yeah. that compare physics. Like, since day one, they were already comparing to, like, Sonic Mania or Sonic 3. And, I mean, that's good to know. It's I mentioned last week when we were on the GBG cast, it's weird because you see the 3D models, and I don't expect them to function the same way that the, the, the sprites do. I right. keep mm-hmm. tricking myself into thinking it's going to be slow as molasses like Sonic 4. But, no, they, they move as they should in the, uh, in the original Genesis uh, uh, games, and that's really cool to see. Absolutely. And I think part of the reason I've had the same issue, Daniel, I think part of the reason for that is because we're used to when when 2D Sonic games look like this, you know, we've had borked physics like in Sonic Forces and uh, to a lesser degree, Sonic Generations. But it's so hard to imagine 2D Sonic looking like this, but having the proper physics. But here Mm -hmm. we are. We're going to have a game like that finally. And we've got T. Lopes and June Stainaway on the soundtrack. Sign me the hell up. Um, this game just, of course, four-player co-op. I'm not sure how much I care about that personally, but man, it's a new 2D Sonic game. They're they're continuing the classic series in a way other than Mania. Still would like Mania too, but I've I've <clears throat> I've made my peace with the fact that that's never going to happen. So at least we're we're still getting another classic classic game. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. Uh, you know that's a great point, Alpha Line. Really quickly, we should mention another game that we love tmnt shredder's revenge had its dlc announced and usagi yojimbo is going to be playable derek i know you're hyped about that oh like, yeah man. i was like it just made the most sense to put usagi as yeah. the as the new playable character i was like thinking over the characters of the show and yeah <laughs> yeah give me my samurai hoping, rabbit hell yeah and i'm hoping uh mondo gecko like i want to see some really deep cuts alongside usagi mondo gecko ninjara karai like just go ham with it at this point mm-hmm. Was Karai in, yeah. in the old show? No, but, you know, Casey barely was, too. I can so, you know, Yeah, and I mean, Ninjara was only in the comics, but she's a damn cool character design. So she's like a fo- like a shinobi fox. And hmm. I was like, she's always cool. So, yeah, I just want to see some, <laughs> see them keep going, you know, have some deep cuts and, and uh, just bring even more, you know, TMNT fan love to this game that's already full of it. So can't wait for that. Thank you for the uh, reminder, Alpha Lion. All right, one more quick story to talk about before we move on to our patron topics. And this is a bit of, I don't think we'll have too much to say about this, but Disney, uh, Disney games are apparently looking for wild pitch, more wild pitch moments like the one that uh, fostered the creation of the entire Kingdom Hearts franchise. And if you're not familiar, basically Kingdom Hearts, as we know it, 
would not ex or really at all would not exist if not for a fateful elevator pitch literally an elevator pitch yeah, it that, was a literal elevator pitch literal. yeah and without that fateful meeting there would be no kingdom hearts and so they're looking for other wild pitches like that and it just got my you know my, my imagination kind of running like what other crazy shit could disney do that you'd think like would never should never exist like kingdom hearts it's one of my favorite mm, things in the get... world should it ever exist have ever have existed probably not but i sure am glad it does Dang, Disney versus Capcom? When is that going to happen? I know, I'm oh, just waiting. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for CBD. Yep. Uh, Squire, as you said, without Kingdom Hearts, there'd be no Woody telling an emo anime character to get lost. I love, and, and that no one loves him. That is such a, that's such an amazing scene that will never not be funny to me. Um, but yeah, Disney think, versus Capcom. Hell yes. I think we're That'd already be... kind of seeing bits of this because we got that, you know, four player Mickey Mouse game coming. We've got uh, badass Disney characters doing a, like a cart racer type thing, a free to play cart racer with that speed storm. We got Disney Dreamlight Valley where it's more farm sim and doing their, their whole thing with that. And maybe a bit more traditional, but still not exactly expected. And I think there's like a beat em up one coming or something like that I'm, I'm not sure um so we can sort of see that that, that is taking effect but as far as like truly wild like kingdom hearts i don't know i'm right. like i mean i i like daniel's idea because it's just hilarious um, lightning strike in a bottle twice <laughs> yeah what else would yeah. you do i don't know huh i mean disney already owns marvel just let's just have a, Dis a disney marvel crossover why not right <laughs> I don't know what genre it would be, but uh, I still First, love Disney versus Capcom, though. Or Disney versus Marvel versus Capcom. That could be yeah. fun. Just yeah. Disney characters in there. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Give me a silly version of the Avengers where all the Avengers are played by Mickey Mouse and the gang. Oh, that Mads. could be oh, cool. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a great one. Very specific one, Alpha Line. Uh, someone someone bumped into a Disney exec and pitched a Fantasia cross Fable crossover. Whoa. That is Whoa. so specific, but maybe yeah. that might actually make me interested in a Fable game. I never really historically have been, but if it was Fantasia themed, maybe I would care. You know, maybe a traditional, like, you know, King of Hearts is t technically an RPG, but maybe a more traditional RPG with Mickey and M would be kind of interesting. Oh, like a turn-based RPG? Yeah, turn-based yeah. type thing, yeah. I'd be down for that. Is there a mobile game that's like that? Might I be. could be wrong. I know they. I know there was that whole Disney thing where they took all the villains and beshojoed them. Like, I think it was an only an overseas mobile game, and huh. you could like if you looked, you could find it, and you have like sexy Hades and sexy yeah, Twisted Wonderland. That's it, uh, Toon J. Um, right. I never so. heard about that. Okay. Oh, it did come to the West Vedron? I had did I did not know that. I thought it did not I thought it stayed over. Let's see. Here. Let me see what the the mirror verse. Oh, that's the one I was thinking of where everybody would get like a badass version of themselves. Yeah. Oh, Jason, FTN in our live audience chat. Disney Warriors. Give me a Disney Muso game tamp. <laughs> <laughs> I would be so down for that. Oh, that would be great. But it would have to be, uh, you know, it would have to be Trenchcoat Kingdom Hearts Mickey. That would have to be the version of Mickey in the game, right? So here's the artwork yep. from that tw uh, that uh, Twisted Wonderland, how they made oh, all the oh villains sexy. What in the world? That's actually kind of great. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. That is so funny. 
I sure do a whole game in this style and do the same thing to the to the you know main characters too to the protagonists. Yeah, <laughs> I'm all about that. That'd be well, amazing. Oh my god. Whatever you know, who knows if this is ever going to uh, result in anything? Um, the, the, the this was made by or this announcement or statement was made by the Disney VP Disney's VP of games. But he said he also doesn't expect Disney to open any internal studios anytime soon. So, you know, might mm. just be, you know, a lot of hot air. But the, the, the possibilities are fun to imagine and think about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's pretty much our news for the week. Although I did mention to make the – I meant to mention this earlier. We were talking a little bit about Persona 3 Reload. Our very own Daniel right here on this show released a video this morning on the channel talking about Persona 3 Reload, what he's looking forward to, what he's not so much. So if you haven't and you're looking forward to that game, check out the video. He did an amazing job. So, Daniel, hats off to you, man, and uh, wonderful job on Th- the video. Thank you. Yeah, if you want to yeah. hear me yell, like actually get mad. <laughs> I was telling I was telling Derek like usually I'm script writing and I have to do some takes but there was a point where I just kind of went off on a rant and I, it was just one take when I started to actually get angry about the Persona series so I was just like oh I, I guess that's where the real emotion comes in where passion comes out mm-hmm. but yeah but yeah uh, just it, it, it didn't even I, I didn't even want it to be an analysis I just kind of started to read into it it was a really short trailer so I just kind of just did it anyways and then mm-hmm. it just kind of became what it is but yeah that's uh yeah. Please take a look, everyone. I'm 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 pretty happy with my um, probably the best like voice work I've been doing thus far in my videos. So nice, yeah. But yeah, I agree with that. Uh, yeah, you've definitely been coming along, man. So yes, everybody, go check that out if you're looking forward to P3R. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and do some more super chats, and then we will move on to our patron topics. So Darthist with two Canadian dollars and two Canadian cents. Thank you. It's insane how, uh, and this of course is uh, Yakuza related or Like a Dragon related. It's insane how Jordyu and Kiryu share the same VA. I did not realize Don't they look, that. I didn't realize they were separate characters. Oh, you know what? Yes, I, I think, I, I, yeah. I, they're talking about the, might, the man who lost his name or whatever. man who released his name. I, I know what you're, okay, yeah. I didn't know that Jordyu was, I don't want to say too much, but yes, it is insane, uh, Darthist, yes. But good call, Derek. Uh, next up, Lizard81288 with $2. Thank you. What do you think of the Nitro deck? It's only $60. So I actually had to look up what this is. And uh, it looks cool. It just looks like it's something that doesn't fill a niche that I need filled in my life because my Joy-Cons are working perfectly fine. I don't have any Joy-Con drift, luckily. They look cool. I like the GameCube version of it, but I like the idea. I just don't feel like it's something I personally need. But it's cool. Uh, if if you if the three of you want to check it out, I'll go ahead and put I'm, it in our I'm lobby. looking now, so it's basically a uh, dock, a handheld dock for the Switch. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, and 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 it apparently has like no, there's no stick drift whatsoever. Um, you know, also that all, all that good stuff. But I just don't really feel the need for it personally. I don't play on handheld that much anyway, unless I'm traveling. So yeah, I think it's cool for people who would use it. But yeah, one of these. You what, Brandon? pre-ordered the uh the atomic purple of this oh thing. you did okay oh, that's you okay to, you cool. have to tell that's us how, what you think i will i yeah, yeah please do I, don't know. I really like accessories so mm-hmm. i have a lot of weird like handheld accessories for switch and i was like well i guess i'll just get another one <laughs> <laughs> i would definitely spring for either the gamecube one or the snes one either one of those are, are those definitely are cool. what i'd want to get yeah for sure well thank you for that super chat and uh next up uh, Nodinati with uh, 24 euro. Thank you very much. 
Thank you, GBG, for bringing a smile to my face every week. I've been listening to you for a decade now. You oh guys gosh. feel like distant friends wow. to me. I hope you know how much you mean to us listening. Great vibes to you all. Thank you. Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts, yeah. Nodinati. That means the world. Thank you for caring about what we do and say for a thank decade. You. That's amazing. And thank you for following us from the old place over to here at GBG. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Uh, okay, Tinker with $10. Thank you. <laughs> I have to complain about Capcom and the Apollo Justice Trilogy. Why are they not in Spanish? The Phoenix Wright Trilogy and Apollo were in Spanish. All of their recent titles are in Spanish, too. Even Ghost Trick. That is weird. I didn't realize that. I know they, they showed huh. a lot of different languages, uh, language support in the trailer, but I didn't realize Spanish was not part of that. That's that's a weird omission. That's a, yeah. pretty commonly translated for, yeah. <laughs> for audiences. Oh. Maybe hopefully they hear, catch it? <laughs> yeah, hopefully they hear maybe some backlash about that and fix that because it doesn't make sense that all their other recent releases and even the original version of apollo justice had that but this doesn't that's very weird so fingers crossed that, that capcom fixed that before release and they have a little time because it's not coming out till early 2024 uh next up gantors with two dollars thank you happy early father's day well happy early father's thank day you. to you as well i'm the only one for whom that doesn't well daniel and i are the ones uh <laughs> for whom that doesn't i was gonna say daniel so, what are you not telling us <laughs> i know right Oh dear. Um, I'm just I'm just so used to being like seeing all of you and just thinking, oh, I'm not gonna have any kids. But yeah, Daniel, you too, man. Uh, well, happy, I have happy. Like three yeah. kids here, basically. Sometimes, so I I understand the confusion. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Well, happy early Father's Day to you, Derek, as well as of course Steve and Brandon, and uh, you know, and John, we, we love you, and John, of course. I'm John, sorry. yes, yeah. and John. That'll be my yes. first one. Yeah, I know, I know. That's awesome. Good times. Uh, I I I'm really happy for all of you of course and brandon i'm gonna be curious i'm used to you playing and beating games so quickly and just <laughs> i'm curious to see how he might still pull it off in the first year give it year two and that kid's moving around a bit more that's yeah. that's the they keep you busy <laughs> the real test yeah. mm -hmm. all right uh one more for now then we'll move on to our patron topics five dollars from tekusen thank you very much Hoping to see Ash soon. I had fun facing him in Mario Party, and he is a rather worthy opponent. Keeping me, keep making people smile, everyone, and stay safe. Oh, well, thank you very much, Tekusen. I'm always, always down for more challengers in Mario Party. But uh, yes, you are a, a worthy opponent indeed, and I'm looking forward to our next face-off for sure. Dang, get me All in right. on that Mario Party. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, Daniel, I'm waiting I, for three. I know. Mario, where is Mario Party three? And for that matter, mm. 1080 snowboarding and. The other stuff they, Pokemon, we're too, bi we're too uh, busy getting Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games. I know. Yeah. Fire Emblem out of nowhere. Jeez. Coming out the 23rd. Japan getting both of the I know. Uh, Blazing and Binding ba Blade games. Not How fair. dare they? I know. Fire Emblem. Know. At least everyone can finally play the and have the best protagonist showing again for Fire Emblem on the Game Boy Advance. Right. Oh, Lynn is a, Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Lynn is and amazing. And at least you can, you know, make a Japanese eShop account and download the Japanese versions of all the NSO apps. So you can technically play those. True. Good luck like a translation. Yeah, you need like a translation guide or something. But at least yeah. you can technically do it if you want. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to our patron topics for the week. And as a reminder, we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash GBGaming. If you support us at the producer tier for just $10 a month, you, among other perks, you can also suggest topics like the ones we're about to discuss right now. And uh, Brandon, why don't you get us started off this week, man? Uh, this one comes from, is that Akil? Akil P, yes. Akil P. Yeah. With the last week or so being a preview of our likely E3-less future, what did you all think? Was there anything in particular that you think uh, is better or worse than the traditional E3 format? 
it's it's hard to say for so far like there's just too many presentations <laughs> like yeah it's exhausting it's hard to stay excited throughout the entirety of the uh summer game fest week just because there's so much stuff going on and everything's so isolated it was kind of nice to have the three major console uh presentations and you'd get like capcom and ubisoft thrown in there uh for some bigger announcements um sure towards the last few years they did start spreading out and doing their own presentations in addition to those but this is too much i'm getting tired <laughs> yeah yeah i don't blame you i i i think the key person to hear about from the about this uh is steve because he's the one that actually got to do the um gameplay demos and i'm curious how that was public event, or not public event but in-person events yeah where you actually got to try demos of all the, the games and uh get a sense of it and i think that is a more interesting comparison to me for e3 because e3 was oh boy just always a mad dash of trying to get those things and uh, yeah, th yeah just interacting with it all as far as the um shows themselves they were fine i think more or less what you'd expect honestly the summer games first one is the one that threw me off the most just because well that and ubisoft because they were such throwbacks to uh -huh. old E3s where mm -hmm. all of a sudden there's all this fluff instead right. of getting right to it. And Jeff was still playing with like, this is almost like the Game Awards. It pretty much is the Game Awards, just without awards. And that was barely a thing in, in, at the Game Awards anyway. Uh, and Ubisoft was just like, I was, I, I got to be honest, I was getting s some slight vibes of the, that infamous Konami presentation. Oh, yeah. I know what you, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing quite so extreme as that, but no. <laughs> sure, definitely. I, uh, you know, I had I not stupidly booked a a, a convention appearance this, of of SGF weekend, I actually would have gone with Steve to the in person event at SGF and gotten to play stuff like Sonic Superstars, which is a shame. Um, and I'll, you know, hopefully we'll be reinvited next year, and I can do that next year, assuming E three really is gone for good. And I, what I will say about this is, I will forever mourn the the death of the public in person element of e3 week for you derek it was a bit different because you were always stuck in the media room dungeon and that's I, I got to go out a little bit and check yeah. out a few things that i was super interested in but that's about it yeah and so you know i'm always going to miss that element that's why i you know always painstakingly make sure i go to both at least pax west and pax east every year because i miss that in-person gaming show element and uh if that ever comes back i think that's a real a real loss because personally selfishly it was really cool for me once a year to have all my friends not only all of you and, and all of our team but all of my friends across the game industry in my backyard for a few days in la i could meet them 15 minutes away have dinner with you know show them cool places and and recommend cool restaurants and can't do that as much anymore summer game fest or still can do that to a degree and next year i'll actually be here so i can actually do that a bit but it doesn't feel like it's quite the same. And uh, I will always mourn that focus on an in-person element of the show. Uh, and I also just feel, honestly, really bad for people like the two of you, Brandon and Daniel, who never had a chance to be part of that, um, you know, back in the day. And Derek and I are oldies, but you two I never really had a chance. I got to go as a fan at the last public show ever. At least you got to do that. <laughs> at least you got that? to go as a fan. Yeah. I... I almost I I forgot about this, but um, uh, that offline brings up a good point. 
they need to fix that uh, that aspect of uh, trailers because they know people are reacting to their streams Ooh, and they yeah. keep playing the, that damned licensed music. Like, I know you're yeah, trying to go for yeah. a vibe, but no, stop it. Yeah, yeah. Just the, the, the at-home user... Game. Yeah. The at-home user experience is not great at this point. Mm-mm. Yeah. Especially that's... as it pertains to streamers. And unfortunately, I just don't think they really care. They're just like, yeah, you know, not our problem. Out of sight, out of mind. Not our problem. They can deal with it. But I agree. I really wish these presentations were more streamer-friendly, but you know how it is. Streamers are their line. future. Mm-hmm. If, they, yeah. if they want this to work, they want it to Yeah. Work. You got you to... Gotta... Uh, certain people can really say whether or not people are going to check out a, a game. That is true. True enough. Uh, well, anything yeah, else you want to mention about that? Oh, go ahead, Daniel. I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't ever, like, go to an in-person E3 event, but um, it's really interesting to think about what the two perspectives of this are because there's the people that go to in-person events that have gone to E3. Now they're comparing it to things like Summer Games Fest, which I heard from sources that the uh, Summer Games Fest this year was a lot nicer than it was the last year for the first year. So if they, if, if they keep growing, if they keep becoming bigger and bigger, like it could be kind of like just the replacement for the E3 venue, at least for, for that aspect. Um, I hope we can all go to that next year because we were supposed to do E3 this year if it was actually going to be a thing. And we didn't. We That never happened. So we still I need know. to all – we all must come together and unite our forces at some point. But <laughs> as, a, as a digital event, um, yeah, it just – it just kind of saps your energy for watching so many, but you're basically watching a marathon of advertisements. And I remember yeah. just watching Nintendo's Microsoft's and, and Sony's. And sometimes there was an extra show, extra show here or there, but now they've all kind of split off and done their own thing. Um, some of them are fun. Some of them have their own highlights. Like, like Devolver digital has just goes off the rails every year for whatever they do. Right. Um, but at, at least they're entertaining. And some of them, I'm just like, just show me the 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 highlights at this point, because that's pretty much what you would get a lot of the time for other events for for the for the most part. But now we've got a lot of other filler <laughs> coming in for these, so hopefully yeah. we can kind of trim that a bit more in the future. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of weird because this is just like the season that we're 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 trained to expect a bunch of video game news, so. They all kind of come out at once, and it, it gets exhausting. It, it's kind of nice to do one direct or showcase or, or uh, state of play every few months or so. But, yeah, it, it's just a lot right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And, uh, yeah, I mean, kind of you touched on this, Daniel, but you know, my one of my dreams is is hopefully next year we're invited to Summer Game Fest again to the point, you know, it, it, to a volume such that getting everybody out here in person – would be worth it, would make sense for the investment. And I, I want to have the whole team together covering something together that we still haven't gotten to do that. And that is my dream or one of my dreams for DPG. So I really hope we get we, to do that someday. We, we got a college dormant up at Ash's place for yep. those oh, few God. nights. <laughs> oh, no. Unfortunately for us, we will definitely still have to get an Airbnb or something because my wife is not going to have six oh, of know. us. And our, our place yeah. isn't that big, so that really wouldn't work, unfortunately. But uh, I still want to make it happen. There. It's all right. Yeah. There oh, there you go. go. There you go. Oh, uh, all I'll right. Join you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that uh, topic, Akil. And uh, Derek, why don't you uh, take us uh, with the next one, man? Sure. Mine comes from Jack Salmon saying, Hey, GBG, with the fall season for gaming pretty much laid out after this past week of game streams, what new releases are you most interested in playing around September, October? And I kind of actually, I didn't realize this, but I kind of spoiled mine, where the one right now that's standing out is 
lies of P. I need to take a look at October. That's September. What is October's releases? Because, dear God, there's just so many. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yes, well, Spider-Man. Spider-Man would be, okay, exactly. Spider-Man would be the next one. That's, yeah. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> no question. Uh, yeah, October is going to be all about Spider-Man 2 for, I think, probably all of us. Mm-hmm. At least all of us here on this panel. But I think probably oh, yeah. all of us uh, in general. Steve, uh, yeah, I, uh, Steve and John, I'm pretty sure. I think sure. so. I'm going to take a look at what else October has, but unless you guys have any other off the top of your, top of your head. Um, hmm. It does have Alan Wake 2. That has some has, uh, potential to it. I'm interested in that, yeah. Um, honestly, not seeing a whole lot of like big ones. We got smaller ones like Maneko's Night Market, um, Disguise 7, Assassin's Creed. Uh, it's sm- small. Assassin's Creed, Mirage, and Forza Motorsport. I just don't care about those. But they're there. Yeah. I, I, if it was Forza Horizon, I'd be more interested because, you know, obviously I love arcade racers, but the more racing or the driving sim side of Forza, yeah, I'm not, I'm not as into that. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, September is also going to have the Crew Motor Fest, and I was, I think I was pretty much the only one, but I kind of have a soft spot for the crew, and I thought it looked pretty good during Ubisoft Forge, so I'm not like, I got to be there day one, but I want to check it out. It's something I'm kind of looking forward to. October also has uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed 2, and I really like the first one. Yeah, same. So I'd love to play that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, Alan Wake 2, which I think looks cool. I didn't play the original Alan Wake, but I think I would probably enjoy it based on what I've heard. Um, who knows if I'd ever have time to actually go back and play it. But uh, And also for, for you, Derek, in September, there's Infinity Strash, Dragon Quest, The Adventure of Die. Oh, I right. Sh- I forgot you, Brandon, about that. Too. Yeah. I need I will, to finish yeah. the anime before that comes out. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know much about that one, so I'm not. It's not like I'm like gotta have that one, <laughs> right, right it's a, away. Mm-hmm. It's a retelling of the anime, so like it's it's meant for fans of the manga and anime. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I'll um, I'd probably end up skipping that one. I'll be honest. Fair enough. I think for me, inevitably, September is going to mostly be about Mortal Kombat One. My wife loves Mortal Kombat. We both do. She really really loves it though so she's going to want us to have that day one so we can play together and check out all the new fatalities and just kind of absorb the games and its story so i think september is going to be mortal kombat one for me although i was telling our our uh, patron and good friend becca who's really excited about starfield i didn't really care about it before but then when i saw a little bit more from this past week and realized it's not exactly what i thought it was it looks a little bit closer to something like mass effect which i loved I love the Mass Effect trilogy. We don't talk about Andromeda. But Starfield looks a bit closer to that vibe than I thought it was. And so I'm like, man, it's I'm never going to have the time to play it. Like you said, Derek, it is way too big a game. But it, I, I'm kind of a little more interested in it now than I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Um, anything else that we want to go over for September, October? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty much laser-focused in on spider-man 2 when yeah, that releases sure. in october spider-man 2 is gonna be yeah. it for october for me no doubt about it i could be convinced to maybe try assassin's creed but yeah it's it's spider-man okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we're All talking right. november i'll be looking forward to persona 5 tactica because it's a tactics game with persona <laughs> yeah that sounds <laughs> yeah. that's november pretty yeah. awesome <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that, Jack. And uh, next up, yeah. so we've, we've had some pretty heavy gaming topics to discuss right now, but Daniel, you have something a little bit lighter for us this week, don't you? Oh, it depends if you're talking about lighter or heavy for your stomach. Ah, uh, my point. question comes from, 
My question comes from Blaker36 asking or saying, hello, hello, hello. What is your favorite pasta dish? And as a lover of pasta to the point where I'm pretty much Italian by how much I have, uh, it's, it's a very Only meaningful... I can tell you if you're Italian or not. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go through the check for, for Brandon. Uh, my favorite... I always love a good tortellini, like uh, mm. a, a kind of four cheese tortellini. Uh, oh. I don't really mind what kind of sauce you have, but I usually do like I'll, I'll mix an Alfredo with a pesto sauce, have that mixed together, uh, have our own shred our own Parmesan cheese on it. Very good, very lovely. Um, I always I'm, I'm always just a fan of a lasagna, uh, just a, just a nice meaty lasagna. It's mm. basically just a cheesy saucy cake, and there's oh. nothing wrong with that whatsoever. My, my um, big thing is I can't have too much of the uh, the cheese that typically gets put in lasagna. Too much of that, and it's just it overwhelms it for me, and I don't I don't enjoy it. If it, it has it, to have a light touch, is it like the ricotta cheese? Ricotta, that's, in that's there? it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I know some people that are kind of like they can't have too much of that either. But I, I love the stuff. It's not healthy for me, but I <laughs> I <laughs> indulge. But yeah, yeah, that uh, just and a good fettuccine with shrimp. I love a good shrimp scampi as well. Those always okay. make me feel good. Um, but I could go on for pasta for a bit. Brandon, as a resident Italian, what's your favorite pasta? You could uh, you could put masticcioli in front of me, baked masticcioli especially. Oh yeah, great. I don't oh, think I've yeah. ever had that. What the hell I is masticcioli? Never had that. <laughs> Never had masticcioli. It's uh, it's it really just refers to the the type of noodle. Um, I'm, sure. I'm trying to look it up. Yeah. I don't even know. Here we go. There it is. Okay, I'm sure it doesn't had masticcioli before. <laughs> it looks like it looks uh, like what people commonly call like just a pasta bake. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's like a, it's, it's, yeah. it's kind of like a penne pasta. The little okay. It's, it's sometimes mm. it's just yeah. The names are just like shape. You probably had some form of it at some point. <laughs> yeah, and then you can never go wrong with just a big stuffed ravioli. Ooh, <laughs> that is yeah. like oh, yeah. heaven for me. Ravioli. Oh yeah, those are fantastic. Yes. Uh, lasagna too. I love just a good stuffed lasagna. Uh, somebody's gonna take that out of, and, and cut off the lasagna. For, I just like a good stuffed. I, I, <laughs> um, I, I, I like my I like my uh, chicken alf uh, chicken fettuccine alfredo. That's oh, always good one. Oh, yeah, it's always a good just option. a classic for me. Um, and honestly, most pastas are really good. I'm I'm down for most of them. Uh, you really can't I, go wrong. <laughs> I, I actually saw something. Uh, we go to Costco just because we have so many people in this house. And on occasion, they have this thing that they make themselves available. And it's pretty decent. But I wonder if it can be taken a little bit further if it was actually homemade. Uh, ravioli lasagna. What? Yeah. Two we tried it. And that's pretty good. <laughs> I bet it is. How could you not have that? How could that not be good? Like that's my two I great like loves. Yeah, <laughs> man, that sounds amazing. It, was, it, was, uh, it me, turned out pretty good. For me, uh, there is very little I like on this planet more than a really good bolognese, and I don't mean meatballs, mm. not not actual mm. full size meatballs. I'm talking about a good ass meat sauce. And my favorite type of pasta is angel hair. So a good bowl of angel mm. hair bolognese yeah. will it will just send me to the moon, man. I. Oh, I love it. Actually, my my mom uh, makes an amazing homemade pasta sauce that incorporates brown sugar. So there's like a bit of a oh. sweetness to it. That's mm. it's not overpowering, but kind of a sweetness to it, and it's so good. And my wife recently uh, learned how to make it, and she does it just as well, and it's unbelievable. So uh, I'm very lucky over here with my my life and pasta. But yeah, a good bowl of angel hair bolognese, I'm good. I'm happy. Oh my, my favorite gosh. food my favorite food group is carbs. So. 
good. <laughs> I know that feel. Yeah. yeah. Like, special shout out also for uh, lasagna frita is really good too. Like a like a good, it's pretty much lasagna. Those noodles for lasagna, but in a fried parmesan breaded uh, uh, encasing around it. You can just top that with like parmesan cheese with like whatever meat sauce you want with like Alfredo. That's always really good too. That's uh right. I don't have that too often, but it, it's always great when you have it. I think the main takeaway here is that pasta really, you, you can't go wrong with pasta. That's just one it's of those. It's a universal food. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you just like mac and cheese, that's also valid. You know, <laughs> right. I should have threw a curveball in retrospect and just say, and, and we're saying, saying all these Italian dishes and just go ramen. <laughs> <laughs> How dare it's a pasta you? Dish. That is <laughs> yeah, a pasta dish. Technically, yeah. <laughs> Not the one well, kind we're thinking of, but yeah. It's funny. Ultra in ret- retrospect, I'm so used to like as the host doing my topic last, just because I want what I'm used to. But really, we should have done yours last, Daniel, because yours is like the the light, fun, happy one. Because uh, I assume we're all done with this topic. Is that right? Yeah. Except Becca in the in the live audience chat did link to a recipe of how to make, of how to make ravioli Uh-oh. lasagna bacon. Damn, that looks good. Oh, boy. oh those pictures. Oh, my god! I'm gosh. getting Italian tonight. You know, <laughs> that's yeah. what I've done tonight. Oh, my God. Oh, geez. All right. Well, uh, like I said, we maybe should have done Daniel's last because yours is fun and light and airy, but mine kind of takes things back to a serious industry question uh, uh, thing. And this is something I'm particularly passionate about. So strap in, everybody. My topic this week comes from Andy Chung, a.k.a. Dark B. Andy, who says or who asks, should 2D games be worth $60 and how should the genre be or should the genre ever be full price, like $70? We've seen it before with Metroid Dread. Now we're seeing it again with Prince of Persia and Sonic Superstars. Okay. I have always said that value is in the eye of the beholder. I don't think that you can decide on a universal value that applies to everyone. If you love 2D games like I do and a lot of I think basically everyone here on the crew does. If it's if it's a series you love and it's a great game, like if Sonic Superstars turns out to be awesome, I am more than happy to pay 70 bucks for it. I don't think that you can marry the lack of a third dimension to inherently less value. That does not make sense. Now, there are people out there who prefer 3D games, don't really like 2D games as much, and for them, probably not worth it, and that's fine. But all these people out here being like, oh, 2D games should never be full price because they're just 2D just 2d what does that even mean some of my favorite games of all time are 2d so it really works it really worked me up and i'm just like you know what's funny about the sonic argument in particular uh sega will put sonic out as a cheaper cost if they if they feel if if they feel the desire to like uh sonic and all uh, all stars racing transformed i think was like 40 bucks on release uh, right. Sonic Forces, I think, was cheap on release. Not saying what you feel about get that game, but it was 3D. So that just tells me tells me confidence in Sonic Superstars. Hopefully, totally. And I mean, and we've got some people in our live audience chat talking about Metroid Dread and how you know if someone tried to tell them that Metroid Dread wasn't worth 60, they'd be like, "What are you talking about?" And I agree. I yeah. don't. I don't regret even for a millisecond. Uh, spending $60 on Metroid Dread. Not even mm-hmm. a little bit. Are you kidding me? Like, and that's that's what it comes down to for me. It's just, it's all in the, the eye of the beholder. You can't set a price that everyone is going to be like, yeah, that's what the value of that should be. You know, sometimes the lack of a third dimension is a plus. It's not a bug. It's a feature. I love 2D games like we all do. And sometimes I prefer, a lot of times I prefer to play a 2D game, but, you know, and... 
if they renounced Mega Man 12 and it was 70 bucks, okay, sure. I, I wonder if it ties into the whole fact that people um, associate with associate with indie games and the, the discussion of indie games are always Sadly, I think so. cheaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I also never liked the distinction with indie games in the first place because Me people too. use that as a dis- as a as a way to like un- invalidate them, I guess. Like, oh, that's just yeah. an indie game. Well, no, it's a video game. <laughs> yeah, people still made this game. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people act like indie is a genre unto itself, as opposed to just a different standard for uh, development budget. The indie games aren't their own genre. A platformer is a platformer is a platformer. I don't care if you're the next big Sonic game or if you're Celeste. They're equally valid. And yeah, I, I can't. I'm so right there with you, Brandon. I can't stand it when people use indie as pejorative. And I think you're right. I think people associate a lot of 2D two D games now with indie and a smaller budget and lower prices. And I just don't think that's the right way to go about it. Mm-hmm. I usually like to buy a game uh, just based on like the longevity I'm going to get out of it. Like if I don't think I'm going to spend a ton of time playing a game, I'll usually wait for a sale. That's fair, yeah. But if I'm like chomping at the bit to play the next Mario, if it's a 2D Mario, you know, I'm probably gonna spend sixty dollars on it. If it's New Super Mario Brothers, that's a different, <laughs> a different, a different argument. But you know, yeah. yeah. But like, Fair. for as much as I've played Sonic Mania over the years, like, are you kidding me? I would have paid sixty bucks for Sonic Mania in a flat second. I would have done it at launch, but in hindsight, I've gotten so much playtime out of that game, and it still just make, brings me so much pure joy when I play it. 60 bucks for something like that is I don't even have to think about it, you know? I you know, I've spent it's 20 25 dollars on plenty of games that have only lasted me 3 or 4 hours just because they were short. Yeah. And you know, those experiences were just good. So I had no issues spending that money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, imagine if, if Nintendo announced a brand new original 2D Zelda. What what of and they wanted full price for it? take my I mean, money some people Done. well some people still bulked about that with link's awakening so oh i i know but i mean and link's yeah. awakening i have my own issues with how that remake turned out but i'm but in general i'm saying let's say it's the 2d zelda of our dreams or whatever the lack of a third dimension is not going to stop me at all from paying 70 bucks for that game yeah oh yeah yeah it really so, depends how much you value a certain game in the series as well but it's hard because sure. not you can't universally just set a price to a game and have everyone agree that this is the price that this game should be within a series. Right. Like Super Metroid was fifty nine ninety nine US dollars on release. That was mm-hmm. a sixty dollar game back in the day. Nowadays, you can just it's it's either just freely available, well not freely, but it's like on different virtual console services like NSO. Uh, back when it was on like Wii and Wii U, it was like ten or so dollar, fifteen dollars or so for Super Nintendo titles. Which it's just a different standard nowadays, and like for Ash, he gets a lot of mileage out of Sonic Mania, which I I do as well. I love like all these Sonic games. I I still play like Sonic Three and Knuckles, which was more expensive uh, as well back then for being on the Genesis. But yeah, I don't know. The model is just weird. Like right, and and the price of inflation, all these other factors, and they kind of just kept it at this bar line for for all this time. Like Breath, uh, no. Tears of the Kingdom was $70. Do I think it was 70 now? Yes, I yes. do. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, no question. It's a $70 game, and um, I would never question that. But, yeah, that's – I don't know. It just depends who you ask and what series it is and, and, and 
just personal opinion, but it it's that's just the curse of this business is that it's hard to put a single price that we can all agree upon. Yeah. Um, it really depends on what the developers think the the value of this is compared to how much time they put into it and and just a bunch of other factors that we probably will never know. <laughs> right. I mean, and there are a lot of great points being made in our live audience chat, like, you know, especially with uh, relativity to the the way pro games used to be priced, like Toon J723. You're right. Chrono Trigger was $89.99. Squire says Dang. Mega Man X2 and X3 were close to 80 because of the cartridge format, weren't they? Mm. Yes, they were. I was sadly alive and old enough to remember at that at, at that point and um it, even uh, a lot of n64 games including 2d ones like kirby 64 those were like 80 bucks at launch like it, again it's all relative and uh i you know it's all relative not only to your own you know what you see as value in different things and what you personally like but also you have to consider inflation and all these other you know considerations and uh yeah i think we've all kind of landed on the same point that you cannot set an objective value on a game across the board you just can't do it i mean it goes the other way too i don't care about assassin's creed it's not my thing they're great games but if i was ever going to play one i'd probably wait until i could buy one for 20 bucks not because it's not worth 70 but because i just don't really care about it. assassin's creed and that's okay so yeah yeah that's that's where I think we all kind of landed on it. I'm glad we're all in agreement. Anything else you guys want to uh, mention about that before we uh, head off here? I think we're good. Nope. Let's get Derek on his way. <laughs> yeah. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Well, thank you all, as always, for your uh, for your topics. We love picking them every week. And again, GVG, uh, patreon.com slash gvgaming. Check us out over there. We really appreciate it. And that brings us to the end of episode. Oh, no, it doesn't. We have nope. a few more super chats. I was going to say, you should, you should oh, have some super chats. <laughs> I'm so ready to get you out of here, Derek. All right, we're going to rapid fire it. We're going to rapid fire these. I apologize. Okay, first off, we've got Disney Duncan with two super chats. First one is $2. Thank you. Star Wars cross Uncharted cross Open World. That's basically what uh, Outlaws seems like. It's not out, not Open World necessarily, but it sure seems like that's it's, kind they're of They're saying deep. Open World, so... Oh, are they? Okay, yeah. well then, hmm. that's the vibe that Outlaws is going for, it sounds like, and I'm I'm here for it. Uh, and then your second Super Chat for $5, thank you. Some people thought Disney Domination would be announced at Summer Game Fest. Give that up, people. It's not happening. Nah, nah, it's not. At least not in the form those leaked screenshots showed it in. That's Those aren't real, and I kind of don't think the whole thing's real. So no. I think we all kind of agree with that. Uh, next up, Alan Wilkinson with two pounds. Thank you so much. Disney's Kingdom Livers, Mirror KH with WB characters. Oh my god, that would be interesting, <laughs> oh to say boy. the least. Yeah. To say the least. I, I wouldn't be against it, though. I wouldn't be against it. Uh, next up, Tinkered, $2. Thank you. Speaking of Bishojo, that new Superman show, I do not know about this. Oh, not, you've not good. seen the ads for, uh, what is it, My Friend Superman? I don't follow I, Superman. I don't really care. Adventures with my friend Superman. Adventures like with my yeah, mm -hmm. something like that. Oh, okay. It looks very cute. It looks very cute. Me, uh, yeah, it's, it looks it, great. It has some fun designs. Okay, let's see Superman. I just want to check it out really quick. Uh, images. It is totally I, my vibe. Oh, yeah, okay. I love the design yeah. of Lois. That actually looks pretty cool. All right, I could see myself kind of vibing with this. I thank you for telling me about it, Tinker. I did not know about this until today, so I really, really appreciate that. Uh, all right, next up, Blaker36 with $5. Thank you. I was eating Mexican, so I missed the show. Love you guys. You know what? If there is ever <laughs> a good eating Mexican, you came back and we were ask. talking about Italian. So there you exactly. Go. Bringing all my favorite foods into this. Thank you. <laughs> and eating Mexican food is a perfectly viable 
acceptable reason to miss chibi cast so i so i hope now. you i hope you enjoyed your mexican food seriously next up jared helder with two dollars and 20 cents thank you what is the best thing you've built in tears of the kingdom I I don't spend a lot of time building because I'm not very creative when it comes to like building stuff like that, and so I feel like I spend more time than it's worth just trying to make something cool. Uh, the coolest thing I came up with was something pretty simple that allowed me to use one of those floating platforms to get one from one of the Sky Islands to the other to bring a crystal where it needed to be for one of the shrine quests, and I felt mm-hmm. really cool about that. But it was just like strapping two fans in a rocket and angling angling them the right way to do right. it. It wasn't that, yeah. I, I that. I had something similar to that where it's nothing special. It's simple as all hell, but I felt proud of myself because I, I built one of those simple like glider things, attached two fans, had a control stick, had some rockets so I can get there. I was able to fly it over, get to where I needed to land, attach the crystal and actually make it back. You know what? I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly. simple. Yeah, it is not yeah. complex at all, but I'm also not going to spend all that time making like this giant mech thing that I'm not going to build again or have the resources again and just no i'm gone <laughs> yeah what about you guys daniel and brandon anything you've built that's really cool i got a uh i mean it wasn't like a good build but i put like a, a stone square platform attached four legs to it in a way that they would kind of walk it like <laughs> fell apart cool. after stepping like seven or eight times it just had three <laughs> legs left and i was like uh-huh. barely hanging on but you know what i was proud of it <laughs> hey there you go you should be as you should be what about you, Daniel? Mine was just, like, dumb but practical. Just get a stabilizer and pretty much make a bridge on the head of it really long and then activate it. It will fling you because that, that goes straight up. That. Will, the the momentum cool. will fling you across the world if you make it long enough. <laughs> I did okay. not even think about that. That's amazing. Me neither. I, I yeah. did come across a cool guide video on YouTube the other day that, like, is a tutorial about how to make a really cool flying machine that you can use to get around very quickly. And I might just use that as a guide, you know, just to make my own because that seems Airbike. like a cool way to get around. Get an air Airbike yeah. going. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, it's. I think one of my favorite things about building things in that game, even simple things, is when it doesn't turn out at all the way you envisioned it in your head and it just – falls apart in front of your eyes and yeah. it's like, what I have, so I've good. had that happen a few times. Like, yeah. okay, where did I go wrong? <laughs> exactly. I had, I had Amy going Derek at me for a while when I first started <laughs> playing the game and I couldn't figure out how the, the best way to turn to get the, the stuff positioned the way they were. And she's like, how are you this bad at physics? I'm like, give me a second. I'm good now, but it, <laughs> yeah. oh, it was rough when I first started. She oh, was like no. really questioning me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, all right, next up is Born96 with five pounds. Thank you. Super excited for the new Knuckles series. The new actors announced slash rumored are giving me much hope. I think we're all excited about Knuckles. I think one of the new actors they announced was Carrie Elwes. Yes, uh, and Christopher yeah. Lloyd. And Christopher Lloyd. Mm-hmm. That was the other big name. Yeah, I think we're all pretty hyped for the Knuckles series. I know I certainly am. So, yeah. So, yeah, thank you for that. Uh, next up is ToonJ723 with $5. Thank you so much. Price is based on budget plus how well they think it will sell. Both 1-2 Switch games probably have the same budget, but the sequel is half the price. I think internally, you're right. I, I think we were the question was more uh, talking about public, you know, audience perception. perception. Yeah, mm. but internally, I think you're definitely, you know, onto something there for sure. Uh, next up, Disney Duncan, again with five more dollars. Thank you, Duncan. What video game series do you think should have difficulty options for accessibility? It's the reason it's so hard for me to play Souls-like games. All of them. Yeah. All of yeah. them. 
without exception. I think games should be accessible to all. I don't buy the argument that Dark Souls and Bloodborne should only be hard because that's the way they were intended. If that's what the developers want to do, fine. That's their decision. But I personally think it's better if all kinds of games are, are as accessible to as wide an audience as possible. If you want to play a super hard game, if you want to keep Dark Souls or Bloodborne on, on a hard setting, you can do that while still allowing people who aren't that good at games to come in and, and enjoy the game anyway. So mm-hmm. that's how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't disagree. Yeah. Uh, well, that does bring us to the end. That was the last Super Chat for the day. Thank you so much, everybody. You all are so incredibly generous every week, and we couldn't be more appreciative. Uh, as always, we have to give a special thank you to all of our producers, or sorry, all of our patrons at the producer tier and above for helping to make everything we do here happen, because it would not be happening without you. Thank you so much. And all, uh, also, as always, we have to give an extra special thank you to all of our patrons at the executive producer and above tier and above. And those fine, amazing, incredible people include Brandon Bovia, Cutie Caitlin, Fangs, Z Patty, Just Brian, Sky Blue Flames, Eastman 23, Carmel Sullivan, Richard Herrera, Logan Daniel, The D-Pad, Vesmio, Blake, Critter XD, Joy Content, Angel Martinez, Vedron, Joshua Hunter, Benny Yao, Azran127, Black King, Joseph Rutkin, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Wataniac, Top Dog 23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Doug Shomix, Andrew Medeiros, Brady Power, Darchi, Becca, Killamox, Sean Davis, Michael McCaw, Matthew Wong, Goron Amber CPHT, Too Much Spaghetti, very topical for today, <laughs> Bane 400, Askeron 809, Ryaner, Nathan Steele, Puppy Wuppy, Rain and Clouds, The Game Orb, Super Gamer Dude 101, Rantles, Ravelox, Rosa Pardo Bowling, Hey Steve's Mom, Skull Kid Tiger, Darksteel 01, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Cystic Warrior 29, DJ Jurassic, Super Dank Awesome Unicorn Guy, Derek, Colin, Blaystar25, Mumbling Yeti, Cameron Sharp, Keel, Mood Knight, Brendan Hesse, Hustlebun, Noah Fitterer, Calvin Atkinson, Brainchild, the entire state of Wisconsin, Jim Wakelin, Longboy Shiggy, Aramis Baramis, Dad Alpha Lion, Lord Metarex, Blaze Collard, Eric, Cat EV Person 5, Aflac McQuack, Peyton Thiel, Mega Beatman True Blue Reviews, Jung Ant, Ryan Hanley, The Game Jamie, and last but certainly not least, Danny Walsh. Wow, thank you all so much for your incredible support. As a quick reminder, Brandon and Daniel are on our, over on our Twitch channel every week doing Good Vibes Arcade, so check us out over on Twitch for sure, twitch.tv slash officialgbg. That is us. That is it for us today. We are headed to our patron-exclusive post-show. We love you all. Have an amazing weekend, and we'll see you later. Good night and good vibes. Bye, everybody. Bye. See ya. We'll meet again.